Hello, FPL managers. Welcome to another episode of the FPL Optimized Podcast. This is episode number 34. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Surtop, the data scientist. Data or grass, or data and grass, that's the question. A big game week is coming up. We've talked about it for weeks, and now we'll face the deadline on Friday to make some difficult decisions. It's game week 25, in which some teams will blank, others will double, and while you make your transfers, it would also be recommended to keep future game weeks in mind already as well, as more doubles and blanks will follow soon. But before we dive into all of that, let's do a quick recap of how game week 24 went for us. Surtop, do you want to start? Certainly, and hello everyone. I was quite upset with my results lately, and I was depressed for the most part, as you might remember. (laughs) But I changed my mindset a little bit. Uh, Last game week, Uh I ended up with 58 points, which gave me a game week rank of 1.4 million. Uh, With this outcome, Mm -hmm. my overall rank moved from 1 million to 975k, so very, very small movement. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like it's now impossible to reach my preseason targets, like whether it be 100k or 10k, whatever, unless mm-hmm. I get really lucky enough to win the lottery. <laughs> but on the other hand, you had a great gaming, right, Bus? How was yours? Yeah, I had a good one. And I just, you know, listening to you, um, you know, I don't think it needs that kind of a miracle to be honest um i was i had quite a good triple captain if you remember two weeks ago Mm. you still have your chip and uh i also still uh, or i also had a good game week last week i'm oh yeah we'll talk about it now so i had 74 points which was a game week rank of 83k uh that moved my or for the first time this season below 500k so just to say that in a couple of weeks, you know, quite a lot can change. And uh, I'm sure it can also happen to you, my, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, as always, we also need a bit of luck uh, in defense. I was a bit lucky with Astupinan from Brighton because he got subbed off just before Brighton lost the clean sheet. And he also had two bonus points. So that was a nice one. Uh, in midfield, I went for the Manchester United double up with Rashford and Bruno, so that worked well, especially having Rashford as captain. And I also was quite lucky in the midfield as I had Martinelli on my bench, but because Maras didn't play any minutes, uh, Martinelli's points also got added to my total. So overall, quite a good week, but you know, it's FPL, so let's stop. Uh, being happy, let's look forward. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of challenges coming up, and sure. uh, I'm not, I'm not sure yet how I will navigate all the future game weeks. So that's mostly on my mind, and hopefully mm-hmm. today's podcast uh, will help our listeners, but will also maybe help me a bit. So <laughs> let's see. Um, so yeah, let's shift attention to game week 25, as there is a lot to discuss. Um, First of all, I wanted to ask your opinion about a discussion I had with uh, Brad Taylor on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And for the listeners who don't know him, uh, Brad finished third in FPL last year. So uh, he's someone we can all admire. Uh, He was also a guest in one of our previous episodes. Uh, And Brad had a tweet in which he said that he finds this part of the season most boring as the blanks and doubles narrow the range of options to a handful and move the game away from the essence of football prediction towards logistical management. That's how we put it. Mm-hmm. 
And I, yeah, I understand what he says, but at the same time, and that's also what I replied, um, I said that for me, actually, this is one of the, the most exciting periods because there's so much going on. And by planning ahead, we can get an edge over others. Um, so I think that that's what we're all trying to do. And it certainly isn't an easy job to, to do the planning with all the doubles and the blanks coming up, you know, also considering your, your, your chip strategies and things like that. So I was wondering where you stand on this, Surtop. How do you uh, see the current period? Do you find it exciting or, or not? Well, well, you know me. I'm all about logistical management, optimization, <laughs> you know, finding a mathematical way of doing things. Yeah. Well, to be honest, that's the part of FPL I like more because oh. it is, as Brad mentioned, less football, more mathematics. And yeah. I love it. I'm surprised you find it more exciting, though, because my... Yeah. thinking is for eye test, ma eye test managers it should be a nightmare because you will eventually need to buy players who are not yeah. passing your eye test but have good fixtures or doubling or at least not blanking yeah. well I I wouldn't say I'm excited but I, feel, I find it closer to my ideal game of planning right. I should say yeah no yeah I get your point and that's true but I guess for me, FPL is more than just, uh, you know, it's more than watching football. It's, it's more than just the eye test. I think the mm -hmm. whole planning part is part of it. And I think, uh, you know, when I played FPL for the first season or the second season, I was still probably quite bad because I didn't plan so much ahead. And I think the more you get into it, and the more you listen to others, you know, you think about your chip strategies and it's part of the game. So that's maybe... Yeah, that's maybe why I said I'm quite excited because, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know, it's part of the game and being this much involved is also quite nice that at, at this point it, it could pay off, right? Your involvement yes. can now pay sure. off, sure. which, of course, uh, we all hope will happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So, yeah, as we said, a lot of planning ahead of us. Uh, and let's start with some of that real planning work. Um, and let's do so by looking at the updated optimal team. Uh, and for this week, I think we can also do it by looking at an optimal free hit team for game week 25, as some people will be activating this chip. For example, we received this question from Mike Mahoney, and I also know my friend and mini league rival Julien is on a free hit as well. So Julien, if you're listening, this one is for you. <laughs> what <laughs> advice do you have for everyone on a free hit setup? Well, I hope Julian is not listening to us then. Like you you want to <laughs> pass him, right? Well, yeah. Why are you in... behind me now? So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> so in optimal free hit 25 team, we have Pickford in the goal, Gabriel, Tarkovsky, Alexander-Arnold in defense, Saka, mm -hmm. Iwobi, Salah, Sarabia in midfield, and Nikita, Darwin, and Haaland in forward. Sa okay. is the bench goalkeeper. Neves, Aguard, and Perisic, they are in the bench. So this team okay. gives 105.14 EV. So I would say it has a fair chance of passing 100 points. Well, I wasn't yeah. part of the 100-point club this season. But I'm not <laughs> using my free hit, but this could have been a good opportunity. And... Yeah. So, and if you don't want to get players with minute risks, uh, because some of the players here might be, um, I also put a bound on seven to eight minutes, I think, just to keep Holland right. in the team. So now it gives Pickford, Gabriel, Tarkovsky, Alexander, Arnold, Robertson, which okay. has 82 expected minutes. Although, yeah, 
Not sure if he's that safe in terms of minutes. Okay. And in midfield, mm-hmm. we have Odegaard, Saka, Iwobi, Salah, Neves. And we only have Haaland in forward. Okay. Uh, so, as you see, drop Keita and Darwin. Yeah. So, so in the bench, we have Sa, Kilman, Watkins, and Solanke. And this team gives 102.99 EV. <laughs> Sounds like a price tag, <laughs> isn't it? Like, only 102.99. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting that it drops uh, Darwin Nunez. I think we saw it yesterday in the Champions League. Uh, both Darwin and Gakbo they got subbed after around 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I think this is some, probably a risk many people will have in mind with uh, Yota now back in form and also, or not back in form, but back in uh, in, in fitness. And also uh, Firmino, of course. So there is now more competition there in the Liverpool squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend okay. people to use the solver, like solve for optimal free hit 25 team. And then if you see any what? players whose minutes are risky, so either like in your opinion or based on the data we have. So just ban them from the solver and resolve it. Because, I mean, free hit is e- very easy to solve. It's only one game week. So yeah. it should go Indeed. super fast. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I'm just looking at it. So in the free hit, and, and that's, of course, I guess a no-brainer. It it takes only players with two games, except for Haaland, who, uh, yeah. who has one game. Who's our but robot, you know, so. they face Bournemouth, so pretty good <laughs> game. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, actually, because I see a lot of people saying they will move uh, KDB to Salah, because that's, of course, one way to fund Salah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, KDB will face Bournemouth, so hmm, taking a bit of a risk there, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, it's those kind of choices that need mm-hmm. to be made. <laughs> Certainly. Did you also have an optimal team uh, for people who are not on a free yet, or not for today? Yeah. So if you are using your wild card, I mean, I don't think anyone is. Well, not too many people are using it, I should say. Mm-hmm. But if you are using your wildcard, the optimal team, and this this is the team with default parameters, but I also allow transfers. And I also sold it for nine game weeks, so a quite like long period, including you know, doubles in 29, also possible games yeah. in 28. So yeah. the optimal team is Pickford in the goal, and we have Gabriel okay. Robertson, Alexander-Arnold in defense. Okay. Saka, Ivobi, Salah, Andreas in midfield, Niketia, Watkins, yep. Holland in forward, and in bench we have Raya, James, Mitoma, and Dunk. And okay. so after first game week, though, it sells Andreas and buys McAllister. And yep. then later in later steps, uh, there are lots of transfers, but it sells Niketia. After three game weeks, because oh, uh, again yeah. Jesus is coming back, so that it oh, sells Niketia yes. and buys Solanke, and then keeps yeah. Solanke until the end of the horizon here. Okay. And at one point, it sells Saka to buy Rashford for the double in twenty nine. Okay. And yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Yeah, and then it's loading up on Brighton players, I think, because they have two times the double. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, yeah. that's probably what many of us will be doing, mm-hmm. tree Brighton at some stage. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the choice of solver is uh, again Mac Allister, Mitoma, yeah. and yeah. Dunk as, okay. as a defender. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, this helps me already a bit because uh, I still need to decide what to do this week. I'm I'm a bit waiting for the the European games to be over just to make mm-hmm. sure nobody gets injured. 
I have two free transfers, which I think many people try to have for this week. Mm-hmm. And as it stands, I have zero Liverpool players. So for me, the priority is to definitely bring in one or two. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm sure many managers will be considering uh, now to do the same and are also considering who from Liverpool to bring in. So I noticed already, I think, in the teams that you discussed that there is some uh, preference to look at defenders because you mentioned Trent and Robertson already a few times. Mm-hmm. So can you maybe rank the best Liverpool players by EV for mm-hmm. the next game week? Sure, using the re- FBI reviews uh, data. In the top rank, we have Salah and then Alexander-Arnold, Ellison, Darwin, Robertson, Van Dijk and Gakpo. Okay. So, and after Gakpo, there's a big fall. So, any players beyond these probably not preferred uh, in, yeah. in, in, in the teams. It's almost the same order in ensemble model. So, there's only difference of Gakpo and Van Dijk's order. And okay. Mikael has Darwin ahead of Ellison and Gakpo ahead of Robertson. So just go, okay. let's, let's go over the Mikael Tokwam's order. It's Salah, Alexander Arnold, Darwin, Ellison, yeah. Gakpo, Robertson, and Van Dijk. So as you see, All there's right. no actually consensus on whether, you know, you should invest on the defenders or the forwards because yeah. both FBI review and Mikael Tokwam's data are pretty good in terms of accuracy. So, yeah. but as you see, Alexander Arnold, well happens to be in the second position in both of them mainly because i think um because of the potential attack returns attacking returns so there is some kind of i think disagreement between these two models in terms of you know how good liverpool's defense is but in terms of ev salah is a must and alexander arnold is vital i should say and third pick is i mean it's up to you who to pound for Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and I think we've seen Trent coming back into form. At least, you know, he gave some hints of it in, in, in recent game weeks. So that, that should give us some uh, confidence. Um, yeah, for me, I don't see a way to get to Salah, to be honest. So I will go without Salah, mm-hmm. which is a risk in, in, in the next game week. But uh, I will probably go for Gakpo, which I know is also a minutes risk, but I think I will go for it. And then probably trend in defense. I wasn't too sure about it because I, you know, I feel a bit like I'm. I want Liverpool players for the double, but then I don't know if I want to keep them. But uh, well, it's always quite exciting to own trend, so I think I would just go for it, and then you know we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, as you could have imagined, most questions this week were about Liverpool players, and we covered quite a bit uh, about it already. Um, and in general, uh, Darius was asking if Liverpool players are a must-have going forward, um, even if you already used your wildcard, he's saying. And he's wondering if Salah is worth a premium or whether we could settle for someone cheaper like Gakpo, who already has been a popular transfer target this week. I think he's actually the number one player being transferred in. Uh, well, we covered already the EV, but um, with Salah being on mm-hmm. top, so I think that answered that question. Anything else you want to say about this? Yeah, very quickly. So the optimal wildcard 25 team well, has both Salah and Alexander-Arnold for a nine-game week horizon, and it doesn't sell them. So, I mean, yeah. no one is a must, I should add. But their low ownership yeah. in top ranks also make them great candidates for a high-risk, high-reward strategy. And yeah. Gakpo, well, 
Yes and no. Gagbo has good EV, but Salah's EV, in total, it is 1.5 times yeah. uh, higher. And then I think for this game week specifically in reviews model, Salah's yeah. EV is 12.3 and Gagpo's EV is 6.7 right now. Uh, so, right. yeah. well, obviously Gagpo's minutes are a little bit, uh, yeah. it will be updated towards the deadline probably. But yeah. I feel like Salah is good to have. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and he looked good also yesterday. I mean, yeah, Liverpool, they lost, of course, quite big, but first half, they looked quite good. And uh, Salah also, um, yeah, mm -hmm. back into his best form, it seems. That's but let's see if it will give us FPL points. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I I yeah. might triple captain him this game week. Just oh, yeah. Are <laughs> just you? To yeah. I think I'm that could be a good idea to yeah. use the chip. Yeah. Okay. All right. Exciting. Good to know. Then there was another question from Kun Visser or CJV91 on Twitter. Uh, he's asking if it's worth taking a minus four or even a minus eight this week to bring in Liverpool players. And in fact, I think many people are taking hits this week, which for me is uh, a reason to not do it <laughs> and try to get a head start. Uh, let, let's see if that will work. But uh, how do you see that, Sir Top? Does, is it worth taking hits this, this week? Um, so Liverpool players obviously have great predictions for the upcoming double. Salah and Darwin are both at a 69% chance of goal scoring i mean combined into game into matches yeah and yeah. their ev is quite high so in terms of yeah. taking a hit i will probably say yes but again mm. it's a controversial topic but um i think not taking hits because others are doing it is not a good mathematical way of thinking by the way you just mentioned that <laughs> i understand that okay. you want to bet against the field that yeah. makes sense but for every risk you need to measure how much ev you are kind of losing yeah. no but I th i'm also doing it because i just don't feel completely the the trust yet trust with it. liverpool yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and, and that's maybe coming back to the previous question you know yeah i, I use some data and, and mathematics or at least i i like to listen to it and, yeah. and to consider it but at the same time you know, I'm more of an eye test manager, um, looking at what happens on the grass. <laughs> and yesterday, to be honest, when I saw the start of Liverpool and I saw that great goal from Darwin, I was feeling like, okay, I need to get Darwin now because, you know, he looks full of confidence and he starts to score goals. Um, but then for me, the only way to do it would be to sell Kane. And I think I want to keep Kane. So, yeah. I'm taking a big risk, I know. I, I, will, I will not have Salah. I will not have Darwin. Mm -hmm. but uh well let's see let's, let's see, see yeah. <laughs> um then another question from a friend of our podcast eric ness Onstad. i think we can call him a friend now we we get mm -hmm. a lot of questions from him so yes. thanks for that eric <laughs> uh he's wondering if liverpool defenders aren't a trap and uh of course i think we can understand why he's asking that uh we haven't trusted them too much this season uh, and looking at the recent two clean sheets, their last one was actually quite a lucky one, according to him. So does it make sense to load up now? And I think many people will be asking themselves this question, especially after yesterday's Champions League game. Mm -hmm. So how do you see it served up? Yeah, it certainly feels like a trap, right? So for the next game week, <laughs> the, their clean sheet probability are 99 per, 90, <clears throat> are. 41% uh, for the Wolves game and 35% for the Crystal Palace game. 
mm-hmm. not bad, but following game weeks are not so good. So even the models where you are kind of suggested to buy Robertson or a second Liverpool defender, it usually yep. sells it the next, the following game week. So mm. the only person, only player that makes sense in defense to me is Alexander Arnold because we talk about yeah. the attack returns possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, even the models are not super keen on having Liverpool defenders, only for the double, not for the double, besides. Right, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, great info as usual, thank you. Um, So let's stay a little bit on the Liverpool topic. Uh, We've seen that the Solvers still had a lot of love for their players throughout the season, actually, while in reality, from an ITAS perspective, uh, they showed some poor form. And we, we talked about this before, but it's good to cover it again as we also received a question about it from Pete Snee. Uh, he was asking if EV should be adjusted in this situation so solvers won't keep picking past good players who have fallen off. And I think this is again a dilemma about how fast the prediction data should be updated. So anything uh, you want to say about that one today, Sir Top? It's a tough question to answer. We talked about this in past too. And yeah. an idea would be checking how... Let's talk about an offensive output or attacking output. An idea yeah. would be checking how the expected goal generated in a game uh, or in a game week differs from the pre-game week prediction. So take yeah. Liverpool as an example. So I generated a visual uh, last night. So And their expected goal output is actually above market prediction. So for example, for um, Ball's game, so the, the market odds predicted that they will score 1.6 goals or at least you know collect that much XG. And they ended yeah. up with 1.9, but they couldn't yeah. score any goals. So mm-hmm. in these kind of cases, like when the models look at this, it doesn't really focus on the actual goal scored, but it will check the underlying stats. Because okay. for an average team to score like 1.9 expected goal mean that you are supposed to score around two goals. Like if you repeat the same game like mm-hmm. 100 times, in average yeah. you will score two goals. Just right. I'm very simpl- I'm oversimplifying, of course. So... Yeah. When the models look at this, it will say that, yeah, Liverpool's offense is good. I mean, they are generating enough expected goal to assume yeah. that they are really good. So, right. But then when you check it, in total for the last five game weeks, they collected around 8.4 uh, expected goals, but they scored only four of them. Yeah. So then it's kind of up to you to decide, you know, where that difference is coming from. Is it coming mm-hmm. from that they are not able to convert those chances? Uh, because their maybe finishing ability is not that good, or maybe they right. were just simply unlucky, or maybe the goalkeeper were, was lucky, or something like that. So yeah. I will I will say there's not an easy answer to this question. So it depends on what you believe that mm-hmm. that explains the difference. And all, of course, I mean five game weeks is not a long time. Uh, maybe we yeah. should be looking at longer period. But again, so. This, or for example, for defense numbers, it's the same story. So you can yeah. kind of track how much expected goals considered uh, they had and then how many goals they actually considered and see if there is a difference and also the pre, uh, pre-game week prediction. So, okay, <laughs> in short, 
um, if you want to update numbers faster than the models do, one way of doing this, and this is not a scientific method at all, but you can compare pre-game week prediction with the underlyings and see if there's a discrepancy. For example, let's say Newcastle often like attacking numbers are consistently being undervalued by the model, but then you check okay. their underlyings and if they are higher every right. game week or consistently higher, then you can measure how much they're producing. In it. You know, what's the rate of difference? Yeah. Let's say 30%. Then, I mean, as an easy fix, you can bump uh, Newcastle's offense EV by 30%. So this is just a very simplified way of doing this, but... Yeah. That's what I will try if I think that the models are kind of overrating or underrating some teams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, we spent quite some time on Liverpool players, which uh, I think is normal because it's you know the top team having a or let's say one of the top teams now having a, a double game week. But there are more ga- teams with double game week coming up. One of them is Everton. Uh, we did receive a question from Ucan person. Maybe he was joking, but he asked <laughs> who their best assets are and how many of them we will have in our teams. And for me, it's quite easy as I'll just have one. I currently have Patterson, who I'm hoping will be back for at least one of the two games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that someone like Tarkovsky might be a better option, but I don't really want to take a minus four for that. So I'll just stick to Patterson and I'll cross my fingers that he will play at least one of the games. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, how is it for you, Sir Top? Uh, well, he asked about the top three Everton players to own, and I should yeah. say, you can't person is certainly joking. I mean, he's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, banning Everton players is a long-running joke at Analytics Discord since wow. last season, I should say. Right. But if anyone is wondering, you know, who are the top players from Everton to yeah. pick this game week is, they are Pickford, and yeah. Iwobi are top two, and then okay. at the third place, we have McNeil uh, okay. with 5.8 EV, so it's not that good. But I mean, this this order is probably something you can't person already knows anyway. He's uh-huh. using FBR review quite a lot, and uh-huh. for me, I don't have any Everton players, and I'm not thinking of getting any. Yes, but Tarkowski, yeah, I see that people, lots of people are transferring him in. Yeah. All right. Okay, uh, you can person and thanks for the question. And uh, I think also if any Everton fans are listening. <laughs> I think we need to be respectful for the team. No, yeah, yeah no offense, <laughs> but they're playing Arsenal. No, I'm kidding. Game, I'm joking. So. <laughs> actually, Pickford also came back in your free team. I think Pickford could be quite a good option, actually. Yes. yes and I have yeah. been keeping a few clean sheets now under uh, Sean Dyke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, we covered we covered many questions already. Um, there were also some questions again about how to deal with the fixture uncertainty in solvers. Uh, Perry Malm and FPL Autopick were asking about it. And again, I think it's something you covered in previous episodes, but maybe you can give a quick summary again. Yeah, certainly. So when I talk about this topic, I usually say, okay, you just need to use stochastic optimization, but then (laughs) none of the solvers have stochastic optimization yet. Uh, So that's why probably... Yeah, and I never dare to ask you, like, what does it mean, stochastic optimization? (laughs) So stochastic optimization, I should explain briefly, but so whenever you need to make a decision, but then there will be, let's say, two different paths that will happen in future. 
So you yeah. need to optimize for the, well, you can optimize for the either average case or the best case scenario, or mm-hmm. maybe the, even mm-hmm. the worst case scenario. It's all up mm-hmm. to you. So uh, we also call it like stochastic optimization with recourse, meaning that you make a decision now and then you need to make mm-hmm. another decision, you know, one period later. So this have often uh, appears when you are trying to sell an item to the market. Like, for example, you are a like shoe manufacturer. You are pricing your item now so that you are selling it in season. And when it's off season, you are applying a discount to the price. Right. So this kind of a decision will require you to make two decisions. One right now, one at a later time. And at a later yeah. time, based on how many you know how much information you have you can give a different decision but you need to make a decision mm. right now regardless of yeah. what you will do in future so yeah. stochastic optimization is useful for these kind of stuff but again solvers doesn't have it so that you need to kind of do it almost like manually and uh, okay. they're asking about an easier way of doing it this is yeah. the easiest way of i can come up with but you need to use those binary scenarios and generate different solutions suppose let's consider this if uh, like liverpool blanks in 28 let's say uh, in that case you generate top three solutions for your team you know what's the optimal plans what's the optimal transfer this game week and then in the second scenario you say okay if liverpool doesn't blank in 28 what are my top three options and then you go in this like in this format so you generate top let's say three moves for under every different scenario. And you can also mm-hmm. consider using a free hit, for example. So if, let's say, if I invest in Liverpool and if they blank in 28, I will use my free hit. So you can actually set it up uh, from the get-go. And once you have a few transfer moves collected, so suppose you can buy Alexander-Arnold this game week, or maybe you can buy Gakpo, or maybe mm-hmm. you can buy an Everton player. So all those are your options. Mm-hmm. Now, using the well, those binary scenarios, so consider these cases. So suppose I bought my third Liverpool player. Let's say I bought Van Dyke this game week. And then yeah. I learned that Liverpool will blank in 28. You know, yeah. what's my possible best scenario after that? Like, should I use my free hit? Should I sell, like quickly sell those players? So so that you collect those optimal plans, you fix the first move, this game week's move, mm-hmm. and then resolve yeah. for the remaining period under all those scenarios separately. So hopefully you won't have too many scenarios, maybe three scenarios, and then you will yeah. generate, I don't know, like 10 different moves this game week. So it will be in total 30 different runs just yeah. to see you know, what you get in the you know, worst case, average case, and best case. And then you yeah. can make a decision based on that. And mm. as you see, this is quite... Uh, well, you need to spend some time on this. It's yeah, lots like of manual it. labor. <laughs> but yeah. to me, I mean, there's no other... There's no better way to approach this problem unless you have... Your model can actually deal with stochastic optimization directly. I have it in my private solver, but even solving that problem takes a while. And then Mm. there's also, I should say, like sometimes you want to 
tie your free hit based on one of those possible outcomes. So it gets pretty messy. So I think doing this manually is a kind of a better way to do it if you really want to spend some time on it. Okay. Yeah. Does sound like it takes a bit of time. <laughs> it does. It does. But yeah. Or I mean, you can solve for the average case and hope for the best, and then once it's next game week, I mean, it won't matter anyway. Or the game week after that, we will yeah. know, you know, who's blanking, who's doubling, right. whatever, and then you can rethink your strategy. Yeah. That's the easiest. Okay, all right. Thanks for covering that. Um, and then a final question about um, also planning, let's say, and chip strategy, which we didn't talk too much about yet. But of course, it is a bit of a million-dollar question, how to best use our chips, especially free hit and bench boost, as I think yeah, a lot of us still have them. Even though I think I did see some analysis on Twitter that if you look at the top 100K, uh quite a high percentage already have used a free hits and bench boost so that also again should give us a bit of hope you know that it's still possible to move in there um and i also noticed on twitter that there isn't really a clear strategy yet in terms of when it is best to use your chips and of course in any case it also is team dependent as well as always uh, Rob Banner and Ronan Considine were asking for our opinion on it. And for me, I didn't make up my mind yet. But one thing I'm trying to do, though, is to already look at the future game weeks and consider it for any transfers I'll be making, especially, you know, looking at any teams that maybe will blank. So trying to avoid those players for now. Um, in that case, you know, also trying to avoid a problem for me later on. And with like this, I try to be or to stay flexible for my for my strategy, um, and and you know trying to decide as late as possible. Uh, how is it for you, Sir Tab? Do you see already a clear strategy based on the data? Well, as you mentioned, there isn't an optimal chip plan that will work for everyone, uh, mm -hmm. as we have different number of blank and double players. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, optimal. To like, for example, if we talk about free hit in 28, raw data yeah. gives that uh, 52 EV optimal team. And if we oh. assume that free hit is worth 20 EV, yeah. Uh, so that if your team has more than 32 EV that game week, for example, yeah. and it roughly means eight or nine players, so that's the question uh, he was asking. So you can't yeah. delay free hit because you know that free hit, with free hit, a good planned free hit, you can get around 20 ev easily right. so that you can yeah. delay in that position yeah. and so your best bet is to use a solver to evaluate which chip strategy might work better for you uh, and we give a value to chips to make the decision easier but honestly it's a right. hard problem to solve either way my earlier yeah. idea use was my earlier idea regarding chips was using free hit in 28 and wildcard somewhere between 30 to 33 and bench boost yeah. in 34, but I haven't checked after the game week 29 double announcements. But solid okay. options are as follows. So you can either wildcard in 27 or in 28 or some mm -hmm. sometime between 30 to 33. And yeah. for free hit, well, obviously, if you don't have enough players this game week, you need to free hit this game week 25. Yeah. Yeah. Better option is either 28, 29 where we mm -hmm. have a blank and a double. And 29 yeah. is a really big double, by the way. Yeah. And 
or you can use it for 32, 34, 37. So there are uh, like different options for those game weeks. Yeah. And you want to, you probably want to bench boost in either 29 yeah. or 34, where we have right. big doubles. And yeah. so some of the teams have really good uh, doubles those game weeks. Yeah. And I see that bench boost 29 seems like very popular in the analytics uh, discord. Uh, people okay. are talking about it so that they are kind of talking about wildcarding in 27 and then using bench boost in 29. Right. And, uh, and then you probably need to use your free in 28, right? Yes, probably. No. Yeah. No. Okay. And well, for the triple captain, I think it's not a big deal, but uh, 25, 34, or 37 are the realistic options to use it. Yeah. But, and you need yeah. to mix and match among these options. I know there are tons of tons of options here but the best probably easiest way is to just check the soul uh, like use a solver set it to no no future transfers and see where you have a weakness in future game weeks like which game weeks you are not really well prepared for so if you seem if it seems like you are not well planned for 29 or 32 then yes you want to use your wild card a little bit closer to that time and deadline like dead end your team before that yeah yeah it's, it's okay. hard to answer in general yeah no no but it's good that you gave the summary of the different options uh, mm -hmm. thanks for that and as we said it is team dependent so you know take a look at your team take a look at the different options and then again uh yeah you know you will need to make up your your own mind mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> All right, well, we received many questions this week, as we kind of expected already, as it's a big uh, game week ahead of us. So thanks, everyone, for sending those questions in, and good luck with making your decisions. I think that covers us for this week, right, Surtop? Yes, certainly, and thanks for preparing the episode, Bas. No and this might almost sound very cliche, but we appreciate you, our listeners, for your continuous support to this podcast, and thanks for asking yep. Hard questions, giving your honest feedback and posting reviews when possible. Yep. Uh, I feel incredibly lucky to find a community of like-minded people who love approaching the game from a mathematical point of view, I should say. Uh, because, I mean, you know that my season is not going that well, but it makes me incredibly happy to see someone to refer to a comment we had in an episode or if, when they make a joke based on our discussions. So I wouldn't be playing FPL if I was doing it by myself. So I'm very grateful to the FPL analytics community. I just want to add it. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, it's the same for me. <laughs> grateful for the listeners and grateful for the questions. And uh, yeah, thanks to uh, the listeners and the good numbers we have with our podcast. Uh, actually, we also have some uh, something exciting coming up as we were approached by an advertiser, right, Sir Top? Mm -hmm. So, yes. uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, just a little sneak preview about that. It's just a heads up. We'll talk more about it later. But that's, uh, you know, another milestone in the podcasting adventure. And again, it's uh, thanks, thanks to you. Thanks for, for listening to us. All right, so um, good luck, everyone, again, with Game Week 25. We hope you can enjoy a green arrow. And don't forget about the Friday night deadline. You know, don't miss it. We'll be back with another episode next week. You can subscribe to our podcast so you'll know when the next episode is out. And you can also follow us on Twitter. For Surtop, it's at Surtop Bilal. And for me, it's at Belfi BB. Have a good weekend, everyone. And talk to you again next time.